Welcome to the Bishop Strickland Hour. My name's Terry Barber with Virgin Most Powerful Radio. I'm really excited today because we have a special guest, Father James Altman, to join us here with the Bishop Strickland Hour. Bishop Strickland, welcome again for another hour. Thanks, Terry. Thank you for joining us. Father Altman, welcome to the Bishop Strickland Hour. Are you there? I am. I am. Thank Praise you God, very there, much. I, I just am blessed uh, to, shocked and blessed to be here. Well, Father, I always say I'm too blessed to be stressed. I'm too anointed to be disappointed. And if hope was money, I'd be a billionaire. Today, Father, I felt like doing some push-ups before the show because <laughs> I'm excited. Now, I'm always Father, excited. You'll notice that Terry has no enthusiasm. We have to kind of pump him up. Just, just give him another going. cup of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Good thing I don't drink coffee, huh? Well, I just wanted to have the two of you together for a reason. I want to inspire people because I, we need strong leadership in our church, our bishops, our priests, who are willing to speak the truth in charity with clarity. And so, uh, Father Altman, you did a video that, uh, for those who didn't see it, they can just go to your YouTube channel, I guess, and watch it. But Bishop Strickland actually tweeted that he had approved what you did. Father uh, I should say, Bishop Strickland, can you tell us why you sent that tweet to Father Altman? Yes, we were talking about it just a moment ago. Mm-hmm. What really motivated me to take that step was Father Altman was talking about the the very basic issue of the sanctity of life. Mm. That is intrinsic evil, to take a human life, Amen. an innocent human life, to just simply murder is intrinsically evil. There's no good reason. There's no acceptable reason where where the circumstances can say, well, you can murder a person if you have these circumstances. It simply is a treasure from God that we can't take. That's what really, I mean, Father Altman and I could talk about some of the other issues he raised. We'd have different prudential judgments about some of those things and how do we handle the border issues and some of those things that have been broken for many, many years. Yeah. Um, but what really motivated me is we've got to recognize that taking a stance that up until birth, a child can be murdered in the womb, that's the stance Amen. that the party has taken. And that taking that stance takes them out of the conversation of civil discussion and civil discourse between political parties. It's a whole other level. It's it's like Nazi Germany in the USA in 2020. Um, and people get all upset when you mention Nazi Germany, but that's what it comes down to. Of course. The Jewish people by Hitler and his Nazi regime were designated as not qualifying as human beings. That's exactly what is happening with the unborn. And we've got to speak up against it. I don't want to be like those Germans all those centuries or all those decades ago Mm -hmm. that didn't speak up. And they could have stopped Hitler if enough people had said, this is evil. This is horrible. But they were complacent. It's the same thing happening, the same dynamic. Most people don't believe it's really happening. Most some people like to pretend, oh, well, that's just tissue or or it's just the woman's body. It's not any more the woman's body than the one of the three of us men are part of somebody else's body. It's a different human being. Scientifically, we know that. Um, but people like to ignore the science when it's convenient. And so uh, obviously I get a little uh, revved up 
Um, I don't have to do push-ups. I don't have to drink coffee. <laughs> As a shepherd of souls, Amen. I promise, we've talked about before, I promise to guard the deposit of faith. Well said. Paul Altman, if you were installed as pastor in the installation of a pastor, it says the same thing to the priest, that they are to protect the deposit of faith. What is the deposit of faith? That we are uh, created in the image and likeness of God, that human beings from conception to natural death are valuable, and we need to be protected from euthanasia, from abortion, from all the different threats to life that come along. But if you can't manage to be born into this world, then there's no issue. I've, I've tweeted that in different ways before. There's no if, issue that really matters. You're dead, and you don't worry about the right to good housing or the right to immigrate from one nation to another or the right to anything. Mm -hmm. You're dead, and you've been murdered. Um, and for the society to simply say, this is a right that should be protected, the right to murder another person, that's a, a dangerous path to go down. And what I argue is, why are we seeing so much violence, so much disrespect, disregard for human life? I believe it's rooted in, we as a nation have said, unborn life doesn't matter. So if that most innocent life can be threatened, then somebody just walking up and shooting another person for no good reason, you know, where's the, the rationale that, oh, that's wrong, but taking a, a, a scalpel to a child, <laughs> oh, that's wrong. They're not born yet. It's just, it, to me, it's so clear. I get a little frustrated. You can probably tell yeah. I'm a little frustrated that people argue against it. And then like Father Altman, I mean, they get all upset about the prudential judgment statements that he made that, yeah, you can have a different opinion about some of those things. But what I spoke to was the sanctity of life. And if we could get that right as a culture, as a nation, really worldwide now, pretty much, um, if we could get that right, then yeah, we need to tackle other justice issues and, and taking care of the poor. All of that comes out of the gospel. But if the people have been eliminated before they can even be born, they don't really worry about any of the beatitudes because they don't have they're not alive to have an attitude. <laughs> Bishop Strickland, well said. Now, Father James Altman, you had a video that you really passionately similarly said something similar to what Bishop Strickland just said. But give me a, a, a question I have as your response to the bishop. And also, why did you do the video? Because you mentioned that earlier that you didn't think you'd have this kind of response, but what made you motivated to just tell it like it is regarding, especially the human life issue, unborn children? Sure. Uh, yeah, good question. First of all, uh, after the after it came out, there was uh, there was an immediate backlash from, I guess you'd call it the left, mm -hmm. and uh, indicative of of who they are and what what is the core of their being was the vileness uh, that with which they reacted. It wasn't, well, I disagree. Uh, you know, I, I guess we're always going to disagree about something. Sure. It was a vile, vile attack. The, the, I have the, my administrator downstairs is a precious uh, woman, a mother, and her brother's a bishop in Chile. <laughs> and she's, she is, she keeps me in line. And I'm <laughs> very blessed by that. Yeah. But in her grace, 
she would she'd be getting these horrific phone calls from the left. And she would joke with me. She'd say, Father, I've, I've learned some new words today, but I won't, I'm not going to say them because I can't repeat them. Oh, no. So I saw that in the very, few, very first few days when it appeared that we attacked the agenda of the left, that they, they well, you see it in the streets of the big cities. That is the way they react. It is always the case. So if that doesn't tell us all we need to know about how vile and despicable they are, you know, in their conduct, right? So you are what you do and you become what you practice. And that's what they've become. That's what they're practicing. And I have a lot of sympathy for them, their vileness. But um, so I, I wasn't prepared for that. I didn't ex- anticipate that kind of a response. Mm-hmm. Be, uh, so in the midst of that, so you're feeling kind of alone because that was all I heard about. And all of a sudden, Bishop Strickland comes out with that tweet. And I have to tell you, the, I was over across the street after mass earlier in the day and was telling telling parishioners that my heroes, because the top five heroes began with Cardinal Bert, Burke and then Archbishop Vigano and, and the German Cardinal, who's so good, uh, one of the four Cardinals of the Dubia. Yeah. And, uh, and then Archbishop Schneider, of course. And, and, I, and I mentioned Bishop Strickland because I've known of him in his glorious reputation for years and uh then later that day someone tweeted me his tweet and i have to tell you uh when when you're alone when you feel alone and a hero tweet that words the words that he used um in in his humility that uh i i i guess to describe how i when i get overwhelmed uh I guess, it's like you can't breathe and your eyes start to burn and you, 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 you choke up, I guess is, is the phrase. And I can't thank you enough, Bishop, because you came, uh, you served, uh, you brought grace into my life at a very important time. Then what happened was the pendulum swung back the other way. And all of a sudden, LifeSite has 66,000 signatures that they delivered to Bishop Callahan saying, you know, we support every word he said. And why not? Because, of course, you know, what, what Bishop was talking about in, in the who we are formed in the image and likeness of God. Of course, that's as old as Genesis. But this isn't something that he and I are just, you know, well, we right wing radicals on this issue. Listen, it was chopping up a baby in the mother's womb, doing anything to that baby in the mother's womb. Since in Abraham's day was completely evil. We understood that. And then you go forward, of course, uh, you, the Didache, which was in the first hundred years. It was the first catechism of the apostles and 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 i think it's i think it's a paragraph two is it uh we're just simply states with utter and complete clarity you can't do that to the unborn baby so that what he and i are saying today was one of the non-negotiables you can't mess with the baby you know he he, he beautifully used the word murder i think we can use that as a good description for that word i accurately used the word murder and it is murder. And when you when you know exactly how that murder takes place, how it's Bishop Strickland, I mean Father James Altman, we gotta take a quick break. The music's on, we'll be right back with more on the Bishop Strickland Hour. Hi, this is Jesse Romero from the Terry and Jesse Show, also from Jesus 911. Let's face it, we all need to use the internet 
but we need screen accountability. Why? Pornography is a huge problem, especially on the internet. And every time we tap into the internet, we get bombarded with images and temptations that degrade our humanity. So we need Covenant Eyes to block these pornographic sites and advertisements from infiltrating our lives. Covenant Eyes helps us take custody of our eyes and custody of our intellect. So I recommend you go to CovenantEyes.com and type in the promo code, the NPR, to support the network. Protect yourself and your family from the eminent threats on the internet. www.CovenantEyes.com code VMPR live porn free. Thank you for listening to Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Thank you. God bless you. Keep the faith. Genesis 1.27 says, God created man in his own image. Male and female, he created them. According to Pope St. John XXIII, it is not true that some human beings are by nature superior and others inferior. All human beings are equal in their natural dignity. May God help us to look upon everyone as a person created in His image and likeness and treat everyone the same without favoritism or prejudice. This is Terry Barber. I want to thank you for your support here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Here's an easy way to do it. If you're going to sell or buy a house, call Real Estate for Life, 877 543 3871 because they're going to get you a Christ-centered agent to purchase your home or to sell your home. And at the close of escrow, a portion of his commission goes right back to Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Call 877-543-3871. Thank you so much for your support. Welcome back to the Bishop Strickland Hour. We have Father James Altman on the air with us. He was explaining, for those who just tuned in, how he felt when Bishop Strickland sent him a tweet that his friend sent to him showing support for what he's doing. And so, Father James Altman, continue you what you were saying before the break had sure. to break up. I think, I think I was leaving off with uh, how the Didache, mm-hmm. the Catechism of the Apostles, specifically said you cannot mess with the child in the womb. And, and Bishop Strickland uh, so uh, cl- so clearly called it murder. But when you even ponder how that is, because, oh, you know, uh, Stalin said one death is a tragedy, a million deaths is a statistic, and we're getting a million babies murdered every year. But even that kind of just glosses, seems to gloss over too many. When you look at the baby's body and how they go in in the most diabolical tearing limb from limb and and then then they do it in such a way as to sell body parts for more money the it's incomprehensible and they do 10,000 a Saturday because Saturday is the busy day they do half of half each like there's 20,000 a week roughly and half of them are on Saturday because that's when the people are free and that's when they've got their Friday paycheck and and to to say that we shouldn't be outraged about it is is staggering to me listen i can't be angry enough on screen off screen out in the street in my i cannot be angry enough 
about the vileness of taking that baby's life and chopping it to bits and then selling off the body parts besides. There is no human being. Father Altman, uh, I know we both prayed about this and talked about it. And it, it really, it, people need to wake up to the evil. It is diabolical. It is evil. And what the word that came to mind as you were speaking is our culture has monetized baby parts. Mm. And it's a big industry. And that's why a lot of people don't want it messed with because they're making big money. I mean, Planned Parenthood has admitted it on video. And then the guy gets sued and all this garbage. But the, the, the reality is right there on video. We've got testimonies from everybody, from Abby Johnson to many yes. others that have thankfully converted from the evil. They've seen the evil that was happening. And literally, they're on a trade saying, okay, we got to have we got to have the two legs, all the one leg's over here, the arm's over there. We got to put all the parts together because we don't want to leave one of those parts in behind and yes. get sued. I mean, yes. that's what they're worried They're not even worried about the woman's health. They just don't want to get sued for having right. Left or and you know that's probably big bucks. You don't want to leave a arm there that can be sold, or, or you know a great brain, or you know it's just talk about. I mean, it's just diabolical is the word. Can you imagine one day? Because it's going to happen to all of us. If you are actually whether you're Catholic or Christian, if you when you stand before our Lord and you have to say that well, I thought it was okay. Because there's nobody, I, I was talking to Terry beforehand, I said, and I don't believe for a minute that there isn't a single person in this country, what, no matter what side they're on, that doesn't understand that the Catholic Church thinks that's as evil as can be. Uh, and so that there's going to be no excuse when they stand before our Lord. So then I say to myself, well, then do they even really believe uh, in our Lord? Because if you did, you'd be slightly concerned about, well, Air on the side of caution. It, I don't think it's a baby, but if he does, if he does, and I stand before him one day, I better just maybe, it's like Pascal's wager, right? You're going <laughs> you're gonna to try to err on the side of, well, I'm going to stand before him and I don't want to be on the wrong side of this issue. Uh, so do they really believe? There's a lot of pretenders and they, well, they show up in, in churches around, of all denominations around this country and they're pretending. Would well, you remember, do you remember Tiller the Killer, right? That guy out in Kansas. So, so a guy comes in and he kills him, right? Because he's been chopping up babies. Partial birth abortion, the most, the, I, wow, no matter what else you say about what might be a clump of cells in there, you pull the baby half out and, and slaughter it with your own hands. It's, anyway, so the, the, this was a Lutheran church, right? A one-off Lutheran church of one of the 47,000 different animations. The pastor gets up that weekend and he says to his people, well, George is in heaven today and heaven's a better place for it. What kind of mentality by someone who dares to call himself a Christian could possibly say that Tiller the killer is in heaven and heaven's better for it? Someone who thinks it's okay to put the people flew in from all over the country because he would pull that baby halfway out, almost maybe 75% of the way out and snip its neck in just like that guy was Gosnell. What a horrific film that was. So, so I don't know. I don't believe. I think the key is people don't really believe they don't believe in hell because what you said and many people do interpret it really as the greatest charity i mean if you and i as pastors believe you keep walking down this path you're going to be condemned to hell that's 
That's where the catechism says. I mean, it's <laughs> intrinsically evil. If you're doing intrinsically evil things, then thankfully, God is the judge. We don't, the church has never declared anyone to be in hell, but we have declared these actions put you in grave danger. The greatest charity is to warn somebody. I mean, yeah. this society is going off a cliff and to just sort of coast along and say, well, we don't want to disturb anyone because, you know, it might get scary if we tell them they're going off a cliff. That's the greatest charity is to tell the truth. Yes. Let I, me, let me just. Yeah. High school, go, ahead. go ahead, Father. When I was in high school or teaching the kids in high school, I taught them what I called the life lesson of the, the, um, oh, it was a, the train trestle. Because mm -hmm. when I was a boy, little boy, uh, there was a train trestle in this very rural town. And, and it was, gosh, it seemed bigger than it is, but it seemed like about 50 feet anyway, down to the drive. So my parents would say, do not go out and play on that train trestle. Because you're going to get distracted. You know, how you drop stones into the little trickle and see them go, Psh, like, that's what kids, that's what boys do. And, and you're not going to know that the 510 train is coming. And the next thing you're going to be stuck out there in the middle and here comes the train. So if you're standing, if you're standing on the side of the, the bank and you see those boys out there playing and you know, it's like 505 and you know, the 510 train is coming. You're not going to say, well, let me see. Let me see if I can have discourse with them, social discourse with them you know, it's probably a good idea to get off the train. No, you're going to holler at them. Get off the train trestle before you get hit by the train. Well, same thing in, in like Bishop Strickland was saying. If, 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 if our souls are in mortal danger from an intrinsic evil, and we don't even have the guts to say it's evil, much less tell a person who's involved in it. I mean, it's, it's one of the spiritual works of mercy to admonish the sinner and instruct the ignorant. Um, well then, then it's like that passage from Ezekiel. Then we're gonna we're we're in trouble too. Yeah. Let me just ask a question because I think Father Bill Casey said the most merciless thing we can do is let someone wallow in their sin. Now that's what I'm hearing both of you saying that we need to get the message out to our flock. We need to teach people and bishops are to teach, govern, and sanctify. I get that, Father. You're a, a pastor of your family. You're teaching people the the faith. What's going on? What, what, what are we missing? Because I'm going to be honest, I've been doing this for 40 years and, and involved with evangelization. And we're not, the message is not getting to Joe Sixpack in the pew because he's missing the meaning and purpose of life. He acts just like secular people. No different. They vote like secular people. Um, first, Father Jim, I want to ask your take. What can we do to change that? The... Uh when I was in seminary, you may have heard me say this before, but we were admonished repeatedly to never have a homily more than seven minutes. And, and I used to say, well, if your eternal salvation can be had on seven minutes a week, then you're a better man than I am. And so I, it's a pastor's duty is to, I mean, there's two parts of the holy sacrifice of the mass. There's this part of the sacred scripture where you're supposed to then explain it all. Remember, remember, I think it was, uh, Oh, who was it? Was it Ezra? Nehemiah? Somebody's out there. And it's like four hours worth of talking and the people were wrapped attention. So, so we have to teach and teach with authority, the authority of the Catholic church, the unchanged and changeable truth. And, we, and if we're not teaching, I mean, I just had a priest tell me about a week ago, he's forbidden to use the word abortion because people are too sensitive. Mm. <clears throat> well, I, what are you supposed to do with that? Yeah. So, so I guess, and, and it's kind of funny because I, I thought, 
when this whole thing started here a few months ago, I thought I was only teaching my own my own people that were that were watching my live stream because they wanted they couldn't get in. We weren't allowed to let them into church. So they would watch it. They'd be like parked along the roadway and watching on the, the Wi-Fi. And then they would come in after church eight at a time, could only have nine in there. And I was one of them uh, to receive Holy Holy Communion, the bread of life, the real presence. So uh, all of a sudden, I wasn't just teaching them. I was teaching quite quite a few more people. And uh, that's how that. But so so why? But then so then in the universal thing that everybody's saying to me is, You've been starving for this. Nobody's saying this kind of stuff. And I'm thinking, well, I thought we all said the same thing, but that's uh, clearly that's not the case. When you get a priest saying, well, I'm not even allowed to use the word. I've been ordered not to say the word. When you have, I'm sorry, Bishop, but there's a there's a bishop in a, a neighboring state who said, if you preach more than five minutes, I'm taking away your faculties. Well, how about if we get somebody above him to say, you know what? Any bishop that says something like that, we're going to take away your faculties to be a bishop because how dare you restrict the, the the priest is supposed to teach the people that's you know when you say what was that at the economic nation you get re, you receive the book of the gospel teach what you what you believe well, well yeah and so, i i really believe it is a crisis of faith um like you said earlier it's like and i mean i'm a bishop and just because you're a bishop just because you're a priest just because you're a baptized catholic is not some sort of a reassurance that you're living the truth at all. And I think a lot of people are just sort of going through the motions. And what, what I want to emphasize is there isn't a person on the planet that isn't precious before God. Even the worst sinner, the, the worst abortionist, the worst politician that is just saying, kill, 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 and, and we want to have the right to abort, and infanticide is probably next down the road. God loves all of those people, but if we are supposed to live that love, then we're obligated as pastors to tell them the truth that's been revealed by Jesus Christ. Uh, we know in the gospel where he says, you know, people are amazed. They're amazed at his authority. Yes. You're yes. not speaking in your name. I'm not speaking in my name. Joe Strickland doesn't know much except the catechism. The catechism is that deposit of faith that is the voice of Jesus Christ in the world today. That's our obligation to teach it and it to ignore a portion of it or basically gloss over all of it. That is failing to answer. I mean, we both have to answer before God as well. And, you know, that's in my mind when I speak out on some of these things. I've got to guard the deposit of faith, just like I promised. And it, yeah, it, it gets people upset, but hopefully it wakes them up as well. Christ really taught the truth. Many people rejected Jesus Christ. They crucified him for it. The martyrs through the ages, I love to say they didn't die for something they kind of, sort of, maybe thought was good. They died because they knew the truth and the depths of their They were willing to shed their blood. There's the music. <laughs> we got Ernesto from Long Beach. You know, I just wanted to comment. 
you know, and I just wanted to thank you guys. And I kind of wanted to encourage people that are listening, maybe that are not donating, you know, because honestly, I got to be honest. I used to think you guys were a little too over the top, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, you that's know, right. If God gave us a lot. You know, and I'm, I have the blessing of listening to all this. I just want to call all the people. You know, I've got five kids, you know, and I don't make a lot of money. And I'm still donating to you guys. God bless you, brother. You're amazing. We got to. We have to do this. We have to do the extra. And it's not even the extra. People see it like it's extra. Kneeling for communion, saying your rosary, saying the Divine Mercy Chaplet. It is not extra. It's what the church tells us to do. Amen. You're a good man, brother. 30 years old, 29 years old, five kids, and I thank you guys. But everybody else, man, get on fire. Fight for the truth, man. I know what I'm telling you guys. There's I no love it. Out there. If you shop on Amazon.com, there's an easy way to support Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Just visit smile.amazon.com and type in Catholic Resource Center under the desired charity. Now, when you log into your Amazon account and purchase products, a portion of it will automatically go to support Virgin Most Powerful Radio at no cost to you. Thanks in advance for supporting CRC and VMPR, and may God richly bless you and your family. This is Terry Barber. I want to thank you for your support here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Here's an easy way to do it. If you're going to sell or buy a house, call Real Estate for Life, 877-543-3871, because they're going to get you a Christ-centered agent to purchase your home or to sell your home. And at the close of escrow, a portion of his commission goes right back to Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Call 877-543-3871. Thank you so much for your support. Welcome back to the Bishop Strickland Hour. My name is Terry Barber with uh, Virgin Most Powerful Radio. It's so beautiful to listen to Bishop Strickland and Father Jim Altman talking about our saving preciousness of life. And I just want to add something that the Vatican just came out and said, those who choose euthanasia cannot receive the sacraments. Bishop Strickland, Father Jim, this is the kind of clarity that I love to see coming out of the Vatican that just says what we've all known before, but sometimes we need to repeat it. And that's what I hear both of you doing, teaching nothing, not your personal opinion. Who cares? You're teaching what Christ has taught when it comes to morality. Now, Bishop Strickland, you were just talking, and I had to interrupt you because of the break. I want to let you finish your thoughts. Sorry about that, but we do have breaks. Go ahead. Uh, remind me. Well, what you were just talking. I, I had the same the problem. Sa- what? Yeah, you were just talking about the sacredness of life that we need to really stand up. And I, I guess my big question to you is to both of you is, I mean, you have your institute, Bishop Strickland, that you're teaching people the faith. You're trying. Your people can all over the world can t- come to your diocese website and get lots of resources. They can get resources from uh, Virgin Most Powerful with all of our recordings that people get. Um, Father Jim, you're teaching people the faith every, I mean, I've been watching you for months. And uh, what can we do more? And, and then the other question I have for both of you is, and I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, there are people like, uh, there's some Jesuits out there that Bishop Strickland, you've actually pointed out 
that why are they still going around the country teaching error when it comes to the morality on the faith? And uh, I just want to ask you, Bishop Strickland, as a shepherd, as a layman, I would love to see more authority come out of the, the church to say that, you know, if you're going to be a dissenter, then you're going to be reprimanded because right now it seems like the guys that are teaching the church teachings of the faith are being reprimanded and the guys that are dissenters are getting more uh, affirmed by people in the church. Am I off? Am I on to something or is that false? Yeah, that you you really speak about exactly what is obviously there. Okay. Um, you get in trouble for teaching the truth because yeah. people, you know, don't want it. Um I think of uh, Punch's pilot before Christ, what is the truth? And then centuries later, I think of a movie where Jack Nicholson says, huh. you can't handle the I truth. That That's my favorite line. Yes, our yes. world can't handle the truth. It should, but it can't. And I think one thing I want to point out, I love to be reminded of this when I celebrate baptisms, and I'm sure Father Altman can relate. Um, when I talk at a baptism, it just... I love to hold the baby as I'm speaking. And in it, I'm always, I often remind people in God's eyes, we are all simple children. We are all infants in comparison to the wonder of the universe and the wonder of God. He is beyond our understanding. So whether it's an 80 year old man or a eight month old in the womb baby or uh, a one-year-old child, we are precious in his sight. And we are the, the greatest gift in the world. Um, you know, we've all heard recently that, I mean, there even, a, a, I remember at one point, someone said that humanity was a virus on the planet. I saw that, and, yeah. And it, it's yeah. ridiculous. I mean, if yeah. we believe in God, and and it really does come down to, I think a lot of people will say they believe in God, but to really say, yes, I believe that this life is a passing, fleeting journey, and we're destined, our ultimate eternal home is with God in heaven. Um, a lot of people just don't really buy that, uh, and they certainly don't live as if they believe that. Um, I'm sure Father Altman, all three of us, Terry, I know you're a man of great faith. Mm -hmm. And through all this turmoil, it's really been since the really erupted in June of 2018 yeah. with all the, the, the another round of abuse. Yeah. Where does that come from? It comes from priests not really believing. I can't either. They're totally insane and there, there may be some insanity there. I mean, what's the definition of insanity? Yeah. But you're certainly they, they seem to be able to navigate life and and act reasonably in most situations. But it is not reasonable for I mean, I know for Father Altman, I've never he's never been to a mass that I celebrated. I've never been to a mass that he celebrated. But I know from what he's saying he knows that is a sacred moment that deserves great reverence and respect. And how do you just have evidence that some of these things have been perpetrated by priests? I mean, I'm a sinner. We all are. We go to confession. We try to purify our lives. We try to live virtuously. But I sin, and that's why I need to go back to confession. But 
for a priest to stand at the altar of Jesus Christ and be living a, a duplicitous life and abusing children or whatever's going on, that is, it's hard to fathom. And the only way I can even get an understanding of all that is that they, they don't really believe. They don't really believe. And I said that on the floor of the, the bishops meeting. I remember. A couple of meetings ago. Yep. Do we believe this or not? I yep. believe it. I don't you said claim that. to yes. be a great theologian or a great scripture scholar. I'm not a great anything. <laughs> Except maybe I'll, I'm working on being a great believer. Amen. A great believer in the deposit of faith. It's beautiful. It's joyful. It's life-giving. It's hopeful. But people reject it because we're selfish. We're prideful. All of us are. And the world is promoting that prideful spirit um, in ways that are truly destructive. I mean, you mentioned this, the priest that um, I don't have to mention his name. Everybody knows who, yeah, who I'm sure. talking about. Yeah, we do. But, I mentioned it. And he and that's he started that. He got mad. Well, yeah. well, he's come after me a few times, but yeah. Just read the catechism, exactly. read the letters of Paul, read the deposit of faith, read the Didache, read the basic teachings. And unless you have a big eraser or a huge delete button, you just have to say, oh, yeah, that's what it says. OK, if we're going to just reach the conversation that says, OK, yes, the catechism says this, the the word of God says this, but I don't believe it. And actually, I've heard statements by people that would support um, Father James Martin. Said the name. Oh yeah, uh, who we're talking about? We do. <laughs> I, I've heard people that that support that, and and they basically say, "Oh yes, this needs to be changed." Whether it's the the catechism, we need to change that wording because it's too too judgmental. Well, if it's intrinsic evil, it needs to be kind of judgmental. Amen. You know? Well, it could maybe sort of be wrong if you if you aren't sitting in the right direction. You know, it's just it's wrong. Exactly. It's harmful to human beings. And I've had many people say that they appreciate me speaking up because they've gone down that harmful path. And by the <laughs> grace of God, they've awakened to the harm they were doing themselves and others. And they waked up. God loves us all. That's why he's revealed his truth through his son. And we need to listen <laughs> instead of saying, I want to do it my way. We're a bunch of spoiled kids. And I, I include myself. Mm. I'm, I, I need to grow up. We all do. Father James, your response? <laughs> well, so uh, <clears throat> if uh, I don't I don't understand how uh, the unchanged, unchangeable truth can be interpreted, can be changed by some of these modernists <laughs> that think they have a better idea of God's rule, God's law, God's, which, which all, was all, like Bishop kept saying, that God loves us, so he's only telling us stuff for our own good, like any parent would, right? And it's out of this love it, that, that he tells us these things. So for someone like James Martin or his ilk to lie to people about what the truth is, you know, it, it, you have to when when Bishop was saying that people must not have faith. Then you see people like him; they truly don't believe. They don't have faith. 
in the unchanged, unchangeable truth. They're making it up as they go along. They think that it's pride, it's arrogance. Uh, but the thing is, uh, however, whatever area of sin that's in all our lives, and we, we all are sinners, as Bishop said so, so eloquently, we all are. Uh, you know, Pope St. John Paul II went to uh, um, confession once a week, and, and Father John Harden went daily if he could. Uh, so uh, as we grow closer to God, we realize our own weakness, our own sinfulness. There's, it's because we're broken. And how do you, you, how do you fix that? You, know, it, you fix it through healing. You bring, that's the whole point of the priest. When I was a lawyer, I regularly, the, the, the incidence of child sexual abuse as, that you see in society is a thousand times worse than anything we ever saw in the scandal that the media has, has blown out of proportion to the rest of society. It's one is too many in the church, but one is too many out in society. Well, when I, when I, as a lawyer, I could stop the bleeding. I could stop the wounding of children, but I couldn't bring the healing grace of God to them. And now as, as a priest, we, we can do this, but that whether it's a child or whether it's an adult, if there's a woundedness, we can bring that healing to them. I got, uh, you know, of course I did get a lot of like negative things in the mail as did the bishop. <laughs> and, but I got some of the most profound, profound, uh, I, I won't call them thank yous. I would call them uh, expressions from the heart yeah. of how whatever was said, and a guy didn't see this coming. It just happened. But what was, whatever was said brought that grace to them. And if you speak the truth, that's where the grace, grace does not come from a lie. It comes from the truth. And these people whose lives were, were literally changed, they came back to church or they, they, they were thinking of leaving the church and decided not to go. Like, I can't tell you the number of non-Catholics who have written uh, and expressed their, 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 their interior, because truth speaks to the heart. So Amen. if we speak the truth, we bring healing. And one of the most beautiful, I'll just give you one example. Uh, this, I, I don't, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing his name correctly, but he sent me. Hang on a, a second, Father. This is a good teaser. We got to take a break, break, break. I want to hear this story about the man who sent that to you. You're listening to the Bishop Strickland Hour. My name's Terry Barber on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. We have Father James Altman and Bishop Strickland talking about sharing the gospel so that people can meet Jesus Christ and his bride, the church. We'll be back with more to inspire you to fall deeper in love with Jesus and his church. Don't turn that down. Help the Helpless, a Minnesota St. Paul nonprofit organization chaired by Father of Tear and volunteers, is humbly asking you for your kind support to help the poor and the handicapped children in India and Ecuador. Through financial support from the help of the helpless benefactors, the children are provided with clothing, food, education, shelter, and the teachings of the Catholic Church. The mission is to help children thrive and become self-sufficient young adults leading productive lives. We also provide aid to poor families in Ecuador with food baskets, medicines, medical assistance, and help with funeral needs for the deceased. The work in India is done by Father Antonio's organization, St. Mary's. In Ecuador, the work is being done by the Servant Sisters of the Home of Mother. 
can call us at 877-762-8857. To learn more, please visit our website, www.helpthehelpless.org. God bless you. This is Terry Barber. I want to thank you for your support here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Here's an easy way to do it. If you're going to sell or buy a house, call Real Estate for Life, 877-543-3871, because they're going to get you a Christ-centered agent to purchase your home or to sell your home. And at the close of escrow, a portion of his commission goes right back to Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Call 877-543-3871. Thank you so much for your support. Welcome back to the ter- to the Bishop Strickland Hour. I have Bishop Strickland here and Father James Altman. Father Altman, you were telling us a story from one of the people responding to your your video, and uh, please share that story now. Sure. You know, can I can I just ask you a quick question? That music we just heard, "Oh God, Beyond All Praise." Yes. Is yes. that is that? Can the people hear that too? Absolutely. <laughs> okay, because that is a song they they play at every one of our ordinations, uh-huh. and it lifts our soul to heaven. That's it, why we use it. Yeah, wow. Uh, anyway, so so in in that very first video, I think it was, I talked about how uh, that I about love to know, love and serve God, mm-hmm. and how I had to know somebody to love them, and then if I loved them, I would serve them. And and I said I don't love anybody in Borneo because I I don't know anybody in Borneo. And since then, and I just got another email from Borneo <laughs> yesterday. Yeah. I now have family. My dear family extends even. Borneo. Yeah. I had to look it up on a map. I wasn't even sure where it was. I just said, I don't even know where that place is. That's why it seems <laughs> so far and distant. Well, here's an example of, of how, uh, through this grace of speaking the truth, your family actually grows. And when I say dear family, if I don't love them uh, everywhere, everyone, well, what am I even doing uh, in a church? What am I even... Uh, I, that's why I don't get why the priests aren't speaking up. Some of them, I mean, some are. I've gotten incredible comments from some of them. Uh, that if I love somebody, mm-hmm. the greatest love I could give them is is to bring the grace of truth to them. And and sometimes, is I read so many beautiful letters. Uh, even today, there's one sitting down there that's at the top of the stack that I have to answer. Uh, and this isn't this. What I'm about to tell you is an example of one of those things that says, "Yeah, this is why." We do what we do because we spread grace and love of our dear family. So there's a person, I'm not even quite sure how to spell his name, but I know he's, he's kind of famous. And his name is Joseph. And I'll spell, I'll spell it for you. S-C-I-A-M-B-R-A. He's from out there in California. Joseph. I know him. I know Siembra. I know him. Yeah. He was a former so homosexual. That, Porn he wrote, yeah. Go ahead. He wrote, uh, he was abused as a child. That's right. In a horrible way. And he wrote me a, a handwritten letter. Okay, I when they're handwritten, 
Okay, I pay special attention. Yes. Uh, an amazing letter. The uh, I won't I won't say what he says. Is private from him to me. Sure. And uh, and he sent me his he sent me his book, which now I just you know when when it's it's over there. There it is. I, right? I have it. There we go. Yes. Uh, he even sent me a copy of his book because you get you get these big yellow envelopes saying what what is this and. Uh, so it's it's at the top of my reading pile, which I hope to get to soon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, um, it was deeply moving to me that someone, unlike James Martin, who incited evil, and he tried to say he didn't, he did, uh, and his minions. Here's somebody that uh, wrote deeply meaningful letter to me yeah. and i if he's if he's if he listens to your show he he's been on our show many times yeah you, well tell him i said uh oh, i will or i guess i can tell him thank you yeah uh, father so, Altman, yeah. you just used the l word love amen yeah. that's one of the most misunderstood i mean do people really believe in god yeah they believe the concept of good and evil heaven and hell um but the whole issue of love and what love really is willing the the good of the other is is so lost love is a feeling oh they love each other but they're taking each other to hell amen but, yeah. oh, but they love each other yeah. so we've got to be nice to them and we can't say anything about what they're doing because they love each other and i mean here in east texas i i love to spell <laughs> it or pronounce it love l-u-v <laughs> because that's really what it is it isn't god is love and in in english we're we're so limited because we try to cram everything into those four letters instead of having the different nuances that greek or latin or Mm -hmm. other languages have even the romance languages they're different um ideas that that express by different kinds of love for us in english it's all love and people don't know what it is the idea of the sacrificial love of the son of god is so far beyond people that when they say they love each other, they they really don't. Um, and and I think we have to to really be aware of that. I want to uh, speak to um, the election that's coming up because that's really what. Oh yeah. In a lot of ways, uh, from what I remember of your video, Father Altman, and one mm-hmm. thing I loved it when you talked about if you know God and you love God, you've got there's certain consequences, there's certain truths that have to guide you Mm -hmm. with this election. um, I want, I think it's, it needs to be very clear that God loves every politician, every person, every, everyone that's involved in this election, Mm -hmm. God loves them really beyond our imagining, but, and we need to love each other, but real love is not just saying, well, that's your opinion. Certainly, there are things that are, are your opinion. I mean, God didn't tell us we have to wear a certain color all the time, or you know, there are there are zillions of things in life that are prudential judgments, and that's one of the beauties of this nation is people have the freedom to choose whether they want to live in a a tiny house or a larger house or what it looks like, what color they paint it. We're not a, a nation that says you've got to use this color only. I mean, that isn't human. Uh, some societies get into that and they basically tell people everything. And, and from top down, that's what I'm afraid we're, we're moving more and more to. 
really with any of the parties. It's more and more top down and we've lost the 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 basic concept of subsidiarity mm. where Father Altman is a man and Joe Strickland is a man and Terry Barber is a man. We have to decide in our own heart, forming our conscience, what is right? What kind of life do I want to live? That is the first point of subsidiarity. Then it exp expands beyond that. We're living in a world, it is a world now, not just the nation, but worldwide. It's like, you know, a lot of people dream of this huge global uh, entity that just controls everything and tells us you can drive here and you can live there and you can eat that and you can spend your money this way. That isn't human, much less what this beautiful nation is founded on. But a lot of people are wanting to move it in that direction. I think what I wanted to emphasize is mm -hmm. that every person involved is precious in the eyes of God, is valuable, is, is sacred. And it's because of that that Father Altman and I and, and the ministry of the radio that Terry Barber is involved in, that's why we have to speak up. Amen. Us God loves. Not because, oh, we've got, we, we want, we're after this evil and, and we hate people that do this and that. It's because God loves us. We've got to tell them this is what our loving God has revealed to us. And it's, you know, it, it, like I said earlier, it's so self-evident to me. It, I'm not very effective at trying to convince people. I'm not a good apologist because I just can't imagine how people can believe some of these things that are being promoted more and more in society. And it's destructive to the human person individually. It's destructive to the family. And when it's destructive, the person and the family, it's destructive to the community, to the city, and to the nation. It all expands from there. If we're devaluing the individual person, that is undermining everything we do. Well, said so Bishop Strickland, I'm going to put you on the spot. I've done that before. With Father James Altman, if for, is he the kind of priest you'd welcome into your diocese if you had if he had the opportunity? That's my question. If he, I'm, I'm putting you right in, on the spot. Absolutely, I, I they need him in Wisconsin, and I hope he flourishes there yeah. for until he doesn't need to retire. He needs to just die in the south. Amen. I love it. I love That's it. That's what I say too. Yeah. He would be absolutely welcome here, and I'm blessed to have many priests that um, are maybe not speaking in exactly the same way because our flocks are different, but many priests who appreciated his, his speaking up and are trying to do their best to do the same thing with their flock. So right. he'd be absolutely welcome here. I hope my priest would be welcome there. We need to be mm -hmm. more unified. Amen. That's what I would point out. I've been accused of, of dividing and, oh, you know, you're, you're creating division. I want to say very clearly, I am not creating division. Nope. Yes, division is there. There's sad division in the church, in the body of Christ, among priests, among bishops, all uh, across the board, there is division. But the truth is never going to create division except for dividing it from the falsehood. But that, if we're living the truth, we'll be more and more united, more united than ever. The, the scriptures say that, you know, the blessing for those who live and dwell in unity. Um, and that's 
That's what Christ prays for. I mean, the body of Christ is divided enough from one denomination to another. Sadly, it's divided even within the Catholic Church. Um, but real unity doesn't come at the price of sacrificing the truth. Amen. Well said. Father James Altman, your final thoughts before we get a blessing from the bishop. Sure. Uh, so, I, you know, and as we look around at the world around us and all that's happening, especially as it relates to this election, you know, I wondered my wondered to myself, how much more evidence will it take to convince people that God's love is the answer? Mm -hmm. uh, they just don't seem to know this. You know that, as Bishop said, God absolutely loves us all. But it's, it's never a question that God loves us. He loves every one of us, the worst sinners among us. He loved Judas. He called him my friend in the garden. The question is never whether God loves us, it's whether we love him back, but we won't love him if we don't know him. And so, so many people don't know him, but Man. I think there's a little culpability going on there. Yep. Um, Jesus said that if you love me, this is how we know if we love him. Yep. He said, you know, John 14, 15 and John 15, 14, that, that beautiful testament at the Last Supper said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. So... If people are keeping the commandments, then they then they are. It's because they love them, and that's because they do know them. And it's just that so many people don't know them. And, and I don't, you know, Bishop and I can talk to them. We're blue in the face. But if they won't listen, uh, there's none so deaf as those who will not hear. So uh, I hope that that the evidence that comes through all that, the terror in, the, in our country and destruction, I hope that that actually moves their hearts to healing and uh, and to come to know God's love. Because once you do, once you do, these, these questions resolve themselves. Amen. They're not issues anymore because you love. Amen. Another one that's said in today's gospel is, who is, who is the family of Jesus? Yes. Where is mother and brothers? Yes. Those who hear the word of God and act on it. Yes. That's another way of saying those who live the loving commandments of God. Wow. Let yeah. me just finish with this. If you pray well, you'll live well. If you live well, you'll die well. If you die well... All will be well. Bishop Strickland, how about a final blessing? The Lord be with you. And with your, and with spirit. your spirit. Almighty God, we ask your blessing for everyone listening, that if they've heard challenging words, that their hearts will be open to truth, and that all of us may con be converted more and more deeply to the truth and to the wonder of God's profound love for us all. And we ask this blessing. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks again. God love you. Full sheen ahead. St. <laughs> Faustina's Prayer for Priests. O oh my Jesus, I beg thee on behalf of the whole Church, grant it love and the light of thy Spirit, and give power to the words of priests, so that hardened hearts might be brought to repentance and return to thee, O Lord. Lord, give us holy priests. Thou thyself maintain them in holiness. O divine and great high priest, may the power of thy mercy accompany them everywhere and protect them from the devil's traps and snares, which are continually being set for the souls of priests. May the power of thy mercy, O Lord, shatter and bring to naught all that might tarnish the sanctity of priests. For thou canst do all things. Amen. Virgin Most Powerful, pray for us. Virgin Most Powerful Radio, sharing the gospel with clarity and charity.